Welcome to China Manufacturing Decoded from Sophist, the podcast where we take you through the major news and topics facing importers and manufacturers in China and Asia today. Hello, hi everybody. This is Renan Jaron here, and our guest is Andy Bartlett, an experienced industrial designer based in the UK, and you have already heard from him a few episodes ago when Adrian was questioning him about what is industrial design, what goes into industrial design, and so on. And it was quite an interesting um, episode. Uh, so we are doubling down on it and going further into this topic uh, because it is very much um, the first step into making the product real and already thinking of the manufacturing process. So welcome to a new episode of China Manufacturing Decoded, episode 93. Hey, Andy, how are you doing? Hey, hey Renak. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's uh, a good introduction as well. Thank you very much. Good, interesting topic as well today, I think. Yes. So today we are trying to break it down to break down the process. So mm. when people think, oh, yeah, there's got to be a, um, a designer who works on it, you know, to sort of make it look good, to get the aesthetics right, they think it's just going to go to someone who will mm, think about it for a while and then in a flash of inspiration will just come out, sketch something and say, okay, don't. That's the design, you know, and then yeah. pass it off to uh, structural designers, mechanical engineers, maybe to put it in CAD files and so on. And actually, when it comes to designing new products, you know, mechanical products and or, or electrical products, um, yeah, and, and a lot of the electronics uh, that are on the shelves of, of of so many shops now everywhere. I mean, uh, so many new uh, new products come out with electronic parts, so. For, for that kind of products, it doesn't really work that way, uh, right? So you, you, there, there's, of course, the very big companies, the Apple and, 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 and Tesla and so on, they have their own process, right? And it's, it's kind of heavy, but uh, and, and it's, it's another world. Uh, we're going to try to approach it from the point of view of the, the, the startup or the small and mid-sized company that that wants to develop a new product that has a concept in mind and that has a uh, target user in mind but now they need to do the industrial design right this is really the first the first step in direction of manufacturing and it it typically includes much more than someone sketching something and uh and and sending it over and okay that looks great in that color and and and, uh, and you know oh you made it round here and it's very nice it, it's so much more than that but people who have never really worked through that with an industrial designer are not really aware of that and even even so even if they have they um they might not be aware of everything that happened behind the scenes right so we kind of um, brainstormed this, and and we, we we came up with with six phases. It, it could be obviously four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever. But we came up with that, and uh, and Andy gave some really good 
uh, feedback. So Andy has been working with with a number of our um, our, our, our clients uh, with with nice results, and he's he's got a lot of experience having worked for um, for, for for a number of companies in in electronics, in toys, and and, and other industries. So. What we're going to do is simply go through the six phases and then the, the, the activities, the steps within these phases. And then Andy will, um, will explain a little bit what goes into that. Does, does that sound, sound good? Yeah, that's good yes. to me. Yeah. So, so the first one, before actually any design work gets done, is you need some kind of brief, right? Uh, you need to know... Um, the needs, the, the the needs, the requirements of the product. Let's call this clarification of needs. So I, w- I was thinking about this, and then what came to my mind was obviously you need to to have an idea about the design intent, right? The person who has the concept in their mind, they got to explain it, and they got to say this is gonna be. Um, for that kind of user, they're going to use it this way. And this is really important, right? Um, and if possible, they will also document it with a list of requirements. It's got to do this, you know, in terms of performance or results for the user or whatever. And it maybe it works that way, right? And it's, it's got to interact with that other whatever product or here we need these uh, USB ports on the front and we probably need a display in front because they need to be able to to uh, to, to switch that and to see that information, right? And, and, and then at this stage, as a designer, I think you already start to see the main constraints, right? So you identify the main, um, the, the, the high-level intent, and you also identify what, what would be the main constraints, the main maybe difficulties, source of challenges, and so on. D- does that make sense? Uh, yeah. c- can you elaborate maybe on yeah. how do you see that and how would you explain that? Yeah, okay, cool. So um, I think you're right. I think um, I, I, the, the idea of clarification of needs is, is, is a really important phase of, of the project. Um, it's important for the client who want, who's developing the product and also for the designer. So it's the first time that you um, interact with, often the first time that you interact with the client. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you may never have worked with them before, so you don't know what their personality is. So the first thing is, um, you, you, you're right, is to discuss the project, to discuss the preconceptions that they have about what solution that they're after. Mm-hmm. Um, and also to get to know the personality of the person. If you listen to any of the other stuff that you and I um, uh, have spoken about previously you know, it's all about relationship building and about understanding your customer so from a design perspective what I always try and do is I, I kind of um, obviously it's, it's an introduction it, um, but also to understand the user story which is what you've described about mm-hmm. you know what the product does how the person they see is going to interact with it and um, but but really eke out the um, the preconceptions that the person has come with. Now they, some some people have very very clear ideas about what they want to look like, um, mm. a sort of feel or a feel for the brand. And other people are much more sort of um, early stages and um, a much more of a, um, a, a blank uh, piece of paper. Mm-hmm. So um, each project's different. Each project, as as you know, Renault, it will vary in technical challenge and. Mm. Um, 
aesthetic challenges and usability challenges and user interface challenges they're all different so, so they're, they're all um they will all require diff different things but um the first the, the the most important thing is to um is is to really kind of get to know the client what they want from you as a designer how interactive and proactive they want you to be how blue sky they want you to be or how prescriptive they want you to be mm. um, um so that that's that's my uh, that's my take on the clarification of needs now, the other thing i'd say also um in the clarification of needs is um when when you establish what the client has in mind you can also establish uh where you think you might be able to take the design so you might be able to push the boundaries a little bit you might be able to you might get a sense that there's a there's a there's, a, there's an appetite for more exploration and for more uh yeah, a, a more in-depth um uh design uh process mm -hmm. or there may be a, a very sort of um uh, much more limited scope in the brief so i think as, as a designer one of the things that we should always be doing is asking where can i add value um and um and that often is in the creative process and often coming up with um maybe um features or uh directions that were previously uh unconsidered by the client so but 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 not everybody wants that <laughs> so it, it it is very much a thing about understanding your client understanding their requirements mm. understanding their time requirements maybe their budget requirements and also their um their approach to risk i, I suppose hmm. yeah so what you're saying is yeah some clients maybe will tell you i want that kind of product but also i need this feature and this feature and i don't need that mm -hmm. and i need the same color as that and that are so very prescriptive they already thought through that and mm -hmm. and and some other clients will say well i just want it to be nice and <laughs> here's what yeah. it would do for that kind of user but i yeah. i kind yeah. of don't really know yeah yeah very big I, 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 i've never had a client that didn't um appreciate and value um them being shown something they didn't have in mind if that mm, makes sense mm, you know, mm. even a very prescriptive even someone who has a very clear idea will always will, be, will be, always be receptive to good ideas <laughs> and mm. so i think as a design an industrial designer that's one of the core functions is to yeah is to eke those ideas out and find new places that were unexpected sometimes mm. yeah it makes a lot of sense yes um so that um Yeah, before we get to uh, like the solution, really. Um, so you 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 um, you clarify the needs. Do you usually try to get a written brief, or or um, is it is it going to be them on on you know on on a Zoom call trying to explain things to you and and so on? How 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 do they actually communicate this? I mean, you, you can you can you can use every tool at the disposal. Um, the quickest mm -hmm. one generally is actually um, to um, is to do a Zoom call and to um, look at other stuff that's already out there. Now, now, not every right. every product will be um, sorry. Often, um, a client will have another comp competitor's product in mind mm -hmm. already yeah. as, as a starting yeah. point, a jumping in point. Um, It won't be the same, obviously, but it will be. And 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 so, actually, having a competitor's product there is really useful to do a strip down or something. Um, but also mm -hmm. to um, 
to review. I, I personally don't um, have many projects whereby, I don't know, um, connectivity or screen design or um, any of those um, details are predefined. Mostly um, it's a, a kind of much more vague um, aspiration mm. yeah I was thinking about a screen like where well, we could do it with an app and da, 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 da. you know these are sort of like open open-ended conversations and, and I think the the, the beauty of, of of talking in real time with the client rather than writing and uh, you know corresponding uh, through the written form is that you can you can cut through a lot of that uh, you can cut through a lot of that or you can gauge where, where there's some appetite for exploration and when there's not and so, yeah, for me, um, a written, mm. a written uh, brief, not so important um, as, as, a, as a real-time conversation. But that, that's my preference anyway. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, yes. So you already probe ideas and trying to see their reactions, or you, yeah. at this stage, you purposefully try to avoid jumping to any kind of solution, but you try to to stay with the, the user story and the needs. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and often often you, you'll get, you know, you'll get quite, you, 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 the, the client might have some quite quite um, um, focused ideas um, about that. Um, and, and it's good to just sort of discuss those ideas and say, you know, without, without providing solutions, say, have you considered this or have you considered that? Um, without, without jumping into, you know, in too, too yeah. much of a, 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 a solution focus. Right, um, so it's a bit of both. Yes, yeah. that makes sense. Okay, at this stage, any deliverables? Let's say it's a it's a fairly complex project, and let's say you want to do it very much, you know, step by step. Yeah, and um, if if and and let's say you you do it for a company that really wants uh, things to be documented along the way and so on. What 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 typical uh, deliverables would um, would come from that yeah so we, we would um i would typically typically map out the process which is what we're discussing today mm-hmm. but the deliverables would be i'd, I'd give an indication of um, the number of concepts um that we would explore typically what the deliverables were in terms of visuals and um, supporting documentation uh, to help the client understand design intent, um, yeah. to chart out when we will talk, uh, how often, how frequently, and how how we talk, mm. um, so that we can review. Uh, and also, um, I think it's also very useful to show the client typical journeys through the industrial design process, and say, well, typically, you know, in my experience, we'd have. Uh, a round of concept where I would give you four or five separate concepts. Yes. We would review them and we would refine two and then we would refine down to one and then mm. we would detail. So, I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't do justice to the process that we're discussing, but to document that, to, to walk them through, to show them that design is an iterative process whereby we go broad and we narrow down as we go through um, closer to um, finishing the design, um, right, and I right. think, and I think that helps understand 
where the energy, where the time, where the investment is, mm. and that it is an investment, albeit an investment of an exp an exploration into an exploration of of some unknowns. Um, and so it just kind of makes it all a little bit more um, manageable, visual, and um, basically pre pre preparing for the time and the effort that's, that it's going to take. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, great. So let's, so the, yeah, that first phase is really collecting the, 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 the raw materials for all that, right? And yeah. then let's say phase two, starting to collect information and 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 start maybe to um to do some sketches is really going broad right what what you mentioned is uh, is is going broad trying to explore different concepts so do you before going into that are there some cases where you really you really step back and you say no no i need to really understand that kind of yeah. user what yeah. they do, what exactly is their story, you know, typical use cases and things like that, and 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 look at other products in the space, or is it is it at the same time in in what we discussed in phase one? Well, often you know, as a designer, you know, you you, you might be working in a new category for the first time, and the person coming mm -hmm. to you may but well be very absorbed into the the, the sector. Mm -hmm. So um, yes, you do need to uh, immerse yourself into into the uh, pre the the, the pre-existing uh, stuff that's out there um, how people are presenting themselves how how they are uh, driving the user how they are um, engaging with the user uh, the consumer rather um, and and so yes that that is a a um, an integral part of kind of as a designer um, becoming immersed into into a, a product that may well be quite niche you know it may have a very specific um, um application and um, the other thing as well is um is, is understanding the brand values or, or what the um the the the, the, the client aspires mm. to do with their product sort of what mm. quality um, what price point where they're going to sell how they're going to sell um And, and, and if they have any ideas on marketing and launch, and, and that sounds very early uh, and very very early to discuss that, but really mm -hmm. uh, it helps you understand how far you can go in the design process and, and where oh, you definitely. Realist, realistically take that person. Yeah, so um, it's it's a it's 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 a very broad conversation at the beginning, and it's also the time maybe to manage some expectations, right? How many people came to you and say, "I want the same finishing as the." The yeah. Apple products, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, I mean, which, which everything's possible, but you know, at a price, and and you know, well, okay, well, you know, and, and and I guess, and I guess you know this better than I do. Sometimes people have a more commercial um, outlook, and others um, mm -hmm. sometimes others have a much less one. So, again, all very important um, elements to understanding your client and understanding their design aspirations. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so at what point do you start to sketch something, and yeah. how how do you start that? Well, um, you know, every project every project is different. If I was designing a toy, for example, mm -hmm. um, the brief might be very broad, and there may not really be much 
um, solution-based information there. Mm. Um, and in which case, you know, uh, there, there may be a, um, a, a loose idea for a gameplay or um, for um, a certain um, product category uh, mm -hmm. with, a, with a brief, but there may not be any idea about form. But mostly people will have a rudimentary idea. It was going to have a screen, it's going to have a speaker, or it might have to have a speaker, it might not, not sure. And so you get these little building blocks. And that's the start of the puzzle, if you like. That's, that's where you mm -hmm. start to build something. You've got your core components um, that are defined, mm -hmm. um, you know, probably, you know, that we're going to have a USB slot. We're going to have to have um, maybe a, a screen and, and maybe that's a touch screen or maybe that's a, that needs some buttons and it needs to have a heating element or, um, or some insulation or something. These, these are often um, sort of the core building blocks that can start to form your thinking. And often a really good place actually to start um, is to really just go, well, what are we packaging here? You know, what are the elements that we're putting together, do we think? And, 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 um, and how could we assemble them in a way that could be interesting? So that's one way to start approaching the industrial design is to start with a very rough space envelope um, of, of what the bits that we are putting together, um, how big they are. So, yeah, so you, if I rephrase that, um, what are the main features, what, you know, the interfaces maybe with other elements uh, at a high level, but you already start to break it down, right? Yeah, 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 that's right. Because we are here to make something beautiful, but we're here to make something, you know, form follows function, which is the, you know, the, yeah. the, the guiding principle, form follows function. So, you you, you, you know, you, we, we cannot, as designers, we cannot, um, we, we can often push hard and we can often claim ignorance and um, request things that are difficult, uh, but we cannot request things that are impossible. Mm, sure. <laughs> so we have to understand the, whilst, whilst we, we, are, we, were, we were not production engineers, whilst we're not mechanical engineers, we have to understand that we are a link in the chain that goes all the way to production mm. um, and, and, a, and a production design. So we have to Absolutely. we have to empathize and we have to understand and sympathize with with all the disciplines, whilst pushing hard to get something that looks fabulous and you know has impact and um, will make will, will delight the user and 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 the um, uh, and the client. Mm, right. So what? Yes. So you design already with manufacturing in mind from the very start even from as soon as you start to think of a concept yeah. you got to make sure okay hey uh, am i designing something that's pushing the envelope a little bit too much here yeah, yeah that's right yeah and, and, and everyone will have a different approach and each project will be different but you know and sometimes sometimes i won't go beyond sometimes i kind of I will gauge and go as if, if, I, if i'm 80 percent clear on how this can be done then that's that's the right level of risk. And some sometimes it'll be, I have no idea how this can be done, but it's such a cool idea that we've got to try and make it happen, you know? And so my, my confidence may be down to 30% that it can be done. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> but, but, but whatever's appropriate, you know, for the brief and for the client. Mm -hmm. 
makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So you're saying one one approach, yeah, is to start with what are the functions, how does it work with its environment and so on, uh, and this guides you to to some concepts. Is that the most common way to to go at yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There have been a number of concepts. Normally, no less than three, uh, and probably no more than five, um, mm. because it just becomes sort of machine gunning. Um, <laughs> and, and often, when 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 you go to a client with a range of concepts, actually, what will happen is okay. Well, I like that bit of that one, and this bit of this one, and, this, and you end up with a bit of a hybrid. Yeah. Um, you know, with ele- elements from all of them, and that's the nature of the of, of the process. Um, and uh, it also um, it's also a very interesting juncture when you go and review a, a, an idea or a group, a bunch of ideas with the client, because um, if it's one client, well, then they're they're the arbitrator. They will choose which one. But if it's several, there may be a difference of opinion. And also, they may say, "Well, what do you think, Andy?" Well, I always say I never, I never propose a bad idea. I, I, I you know, whichever, <laughs> I wouldn't propose an idea that I thought was a bad one. Um, so, in that sense, every any choice that you make is is a win. But I may well have a preference mm. um, driven by whatever uh, maybe um, uh, one uh, looks the best or one is quickest to develop whatever whatever the client has as a you know in in their mind is the most important thing uh, it might be lower tooling cost or it might be speed to market or it might be development risk or it might be i'm looking amazing you know then i would always kind of like rationalize around those uh, needs um, yes of, of- and this is again as much as possible you you gotta get this information to to surface as, as early as possible, right? Yes. Uh, what are the needs, basically, and the and the, the design intent and the, the objectives and so on? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you you okay, so you tend to go into a few concepts and you start to um, to to sketch them. Do you tend to sketch them and share share the sketches and get feedback from from yeah. from the client? Yeah. Or do you? Yeah. Well, well, it's it's really interesting, you know, because you you can share an idea too early and you can share an idea too late. And again, it depends on the approach of of individuals. Um, Sharing a concept too early is sharing it before you've worked through some of the kind of just the big big issues. Uh, Sharing it too late is putting too much detail, investing too much time. So often sketches can be done often actually in a zoom call you know so you, you mm. I mean, that's very early uh, but but drawing into the drawing some um profiles drawing some 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 shapes uh, in illustrator is a good one that's a really quick way of um mm. of of putting something down that's a bit more formal than a hand sketch uh, but but not not as prescriptive as 3d cad so we wouldn't go doing a 3d cad but we would draw in uh in illustrator uh, and share with hand notes and annotations and stuff and um and, and that would be a really useful uh jumping in point for each of the concepts and it might also be that you know you've got you, you share images of other stuff that you've seen that's inspired it you know so it's a, it's it can be very much like a scrapbook at that point 
yeah. uh, of ideas. But there has to be enough of a nugget there so that A, the client can understand in 3D and visualize and buy into um, the core concept that you're going for and get and get a good sense of okay direction when they see it. Um, but of course, design is a very iterative process. And whilst I said, you know, we've got this these gateways of you know, here's your first bunch of concepts, and, and then we refine them down and refine. It, 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 it often is more iterative than that. Um, and um, and, uh, and and so um, can take can can happen over several conversations rather than you know this one formal um, gateway meeting. Right. But I yeah I saw some of your sketches, um, and um, yeah it's it's a little bit you know I'm trying for the listeners you know trying to think of, okay what what are they thinking of is it's like a some kind of drawing uh, sort of broad brush but you already see the colors you already have a feel maybe uh for um yeah uh really for the form of the of, of the product um but it's it's is it's going through the aesthetics without going into the the details of it just at a just at a high level right yeah, it's can, about can I this it's about communicating your vision the, the, the big vision the yeah. big picture. what's yes, the big yes. picture yes exactly what's the big idea Right, right, exactly. Okay, and then as you say, you sh- you share with with the client and get some feedback, and then it it's iterative. And oh yeah, what about the colors? Um, do you do do you have some 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 kind of rules about the colors? Something that that you find that that works better? Yeah, I mean, I mean, at a certain point, um, color well, CMF will mm. be relevant. It, um, it might be early on, actually, um, that the, the color might um, play an important role in design. It might be that you're trying to pick a certain area out or accentuate a certain thing. So it might be not simply the, the absolute color that you want, but the fact you've got color breaks and um, um, where, where, where two bits may interface or where an LCD might have a bezel on it. Or what you have in mind. It's not. To, it's not like absolutely nailed down detail, but it might be that you want to consider the CMF at this point, um, and, and and call that out. But it wouldn't be uh, unless it's fundamental, fundamentally critical to the concept, uh, which often it isn't. Um, you don't really need to explore color options, although you will be thinking about it. So again, to go back to the analogy of the scrapbook. If, if you've got stuff that uh, inspired you or triggered thoughts uh, and ideas, then uh, that may well also include colour. It may be you know, a finish that you've seen on a car or a, the way that someone's executed um, a hidden till lit screen or something like that. Um, so that all just comes into the mix early on if needs be, but not in a formal sense, not just yet. So for, for the listeners who might be... Um wondering you know cmf color materials and and finishes um so you you as you sketch these things you have sort of a general idea okay this would be you know some kind of plastic uh a little bit soft maybe and with that kind of color and 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 no special finish or maybe it will have some kind of rubbery 
finish and it's very important will be very made you know these kinds of um of, of things yeah and then yeah. also something else some people might might listen and might wonder what are they talking about a scrapbook scrapbook basically for designers is just a way to keep track of some visual impressions that you've had and you might want to come back to it later right yeah. can you say it this way yeah it's like a creative notebook i guess right right okay um so now let me ask you at what point do you start to go into mock-ups or maybe do you i remember on some projects maybe you 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 buy a few a few things on amazon or, or something yes. just to just to start to play with that kind of material and maybe you 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 do a a quick um 3d printed shape just to to put things together and see how it feels and so on um, yeah. At what point do you go into that? Because you, you don't do it on like four or five different concepts, do you? No. I mean, if, if there's a concept that, that sort of is heavily reliant on a material or a, an execution of material that you've seen before, it probably would be good to get that early when you're proposing the initial concept. Yeah. Um, and that would be appropriate. But you probably wait until you've got a uh, decision on on concept direction. So you know, you've gone through, you've presented a broad a range of, of concepts and now um, we may focus on one or possibly two um, to move forward. And I think at that point there, um, it would be appropriate to start getting samples, mocking up uh, mm -hmm. if you need if you need to do rudimentary 3D data to, for printing, uh, doing that. Or, or even, you know, with a lower budget uh, or a quicker scale, you know, Print, you know, um, printing uh, in 2D uh, on paper is also a really good way of getting a good idea of scale and form. So um, that's mm. when you start to prototype, really. Although, you know, earlier on, if, if it's uh, something that you need to just get a level of confidence is, um, is possible. Right. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. And now let's say you, um, you've explored a few concepts and then you you start to narrow it down to one concept, and maybe as you say, it's kind of a mix of two or three different concepts, yeah. and you try yeah. to to bring it all together nicely. How, how how do you go about that? So it's all driven by the client, right? And you try to get them to to give you a, some direction, and then you you try to yeah. follow that direction. Yeah, for sure. It's um, a client. You know, every client will have a, a, a very, uh, hopefully, a very crystallized, strong opinion on, on, mm. on direction. Um, and, and as I said to you earlier on, they may well ask you for yours. Um, um, but ultimately, the client will be taking this and uh, investing all their time, energy, and um, uh, in, into bringing it to market. So they have to be totally behind it and, and totally have total belief and trust in the in the concept. And normally um, with some kind of ad ad advising, I, I guess you describe it, um, you can help shape that decision, but it will predominantly be owned by, by the client. And there may well be some element of um, continued exploration in the, in the next stage um, of, of concept development. Um, but all the time we should be getting more and more focused um, and, and, if you like making more and more decisions about the form and about the function. And um, obviously the most efficient 
process would be to explore only a couple of our options and to be more linear in our decision making process but oftentimes unfortunately we go back and re revisit old ideas because after some further exploration well maybe they were good ideas you know so it's a it the design is definitely an um an exploration into the unknown so we should often we should always uh, be prepared to um to go back over old ground and to and, and to go around the, the loop again if, if, if required. And that often happens. Uh, and it's not a sign of failure, it's a sign of um, doing something new and different. Because if it was a well-trodden path, then, well, mm. you wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> yeah, and that that's why it, it, it's so hard to estimate the number of hours or days or weeks it's, it's going to take from the yeah. beginning, right? Because yes. it is iterative and there are feedback loops And um, you don't know how many of them there are. No, right? for sure, for sure. Right, but it, but, uh, but but strong strong project management helps helps that and focuses that and keeps us honest and true and as efficient as as is appropriate, I think, for the development process. So project management and you mean um, um, keeping everybody focused on, yeah. on 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 the next steps and the timelines and. Yeah. And on the on the initial brief, maybe if yes. if if the client goes a bit too yes. uh, too 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 much yes. of the path, yes. Yes, I mean, I mean, it, it, you can act as the client's conscience in the sense of saying, "Well, this is we didn't start here, um, and we've landed here, but we didn't we didn't think we were going to get here. Is that are we okay being here? And um, are we okay doing this now? And we, and, um, and and you know, often yeah, fine, no problem. But often there's oh yeah yeah no no, and 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 so you know, we can um, as designers. We can often be guilty of never finishing our work, but also we can be we can bring a discipline to the process whereby we refocus uh, and um, bring structure to um, a pro to a to a journey that may be coming slightly unfocused and slightly vague yes. and yes. Uh, drif drifting, which can happen. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, are there cases where? You you look at it and you say, okay, this is manufacturable, uh, but you know the client said that they wanted to get to production maybe within I don't know within three months. So the product development cannot be very complicated, mm. and um, and they say that they have kind of a limited budget. They don't want to to go into a lot of technical difficulties for their version one. So yeah. you maybe you tell them this can be done, uh, but it's probably going to be, you know, going to take too long for you and too much money to develop it. Maybe this could be your vision for your version two or version three, but maybe your version one should be more simple. Have you yeah. had this kind of discussions with clients? Yeah, or? absolutely. And yeah. Well, I would say almost every, yeah. every, um, every project. I mean, We've, I'm sure we've discussed before minimal viable product um, mm. um, and um, managing risk and managing cost and schedule before. And um, often uh, ideas can be paired back um, to to the minimal viable product and, and go go to la uh, launch with that with a view right. of adding and embellishing. Late, later on down the line and sometimes even you can accommodate that in the way that you tool something or um the way that you design it so that you go well it's like this now but it might be like this later so mm. we'll just make sure that 
we've got some extra space if it's appropriate or or something like that so yeah absolutely that happens every time yeah absolutely and then do you sometimes give them some feedback such as like this is possible but you know this kind of especially for example with surface finishing right like i don't know plating anodizing painting yeah it's possible but you know the yield is usually not very high you know quality Mm -hmm. might suffer it's not going to be so easy you are you sure you're going to work with a really good you know really good manufacturers on that and you're going to have the volume to make it worth very good manufacturers to work with you (laughs) because this is this is often an issue actually also yeah they pick something that looks very nice but might not be very easy to reproduce in in production Mm, yeah it's where it's where the designer works can can work with in in the triangle with the client and with the production partners which is yourselves you know that um you know that that we Mm. you know you may well have um supply a good um um, supply chain in place uh, and uh say yeah no problem um or uh it might be that um that uh, the design is asking for something that's off the beaten track and or outside of your um, normal processes. Um, so, so it can be useful to engage with the production partners um, at certain points and also to engage with the client to explain, you know, uh, potential cost and, and quality issues. Uh, and as you say, high scrap rates and um, the, the impact that's going to have. But they often won't, but that, that, that often will fall on deaf ears. Um, in, in the sense that the client is caught up in the idea and um, and is in love with the idea. So um, that can often be a difficult conversation, but it is one that needs to be had for sure. Yes, yes. Then uh, let's say they, they, they like the concept. They um, they say, okay, let's go for this. This is really, you nailed it. Go ahead. Uh, then what are the next steps? You try to to specify things so that it can be handed over smoothly to the product development team and then the, the manufacturing team. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, that's right. I mean, there's a pretty standard format that, that I would give, and it would obviously include, mm-hmm. um, it would include a PDF with um, CMF on, with Pantone references, textures, material suggestions, um, and also 3D CAD. Um, now that mm-hmm. may just be... Um, aesthetic CAD but it may also it probably has a, de- a degree of um, mechanical design to it i.e where right. I think the split line should go and what they should look like or how some you know how a screen may be integrated into the build or you know, mm-hmm. e- enough information um, that is uh, that will allow the production guys the uh, mechanical and the production designers to um, do their thing and make something that uh, can be produced commercially yeah you start to work on, on the structure of the product basically then you yes. start the cat designs the cat drawings that it can actually you know take and uh and 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 then maybe it's maybe your cat drawings are about the outside of the product and then they also yeah. need to work out you know the the inside and the junctions and things like that that's correct yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay how do you spec color <laughs> Um, well, I, I, the, the classic way is to um, use a standardised colour reference system. Mm-hmm. Um, Pantone or RAL uh, are two of the best known. The client 
often won't have a Pantone book. And um, so they can't see the color in the in the flesh. So obviously, if you're working remotely, they can Google the color. But obviously, this on screen representation is never as accurate as the book. Mm. So um, there's always a a little bit of a a work uh, work to be done with this. I mean, so the answer is you specify the color using uh, a Mm. Pantone swatch normally. And then you would get that uh, swatch physically made. So um, either um, a a, a small um, square of metal that's finished to the color or painted or or even even a part, the end part painted and sampled and then that would then the um the client would then see that in the flesh um and uh, and use that um often the challenge that i have as a designer is to make sure that the renderings and the visualizations that they have on screen are, very, are indicative of the physical pantone color i won't go into details but mm. um the rendering software doesn't render to you know color is a very interesting topic in itself um when you look at a swatch it's a block color but when you look at color on a on a on a uh, surface it's a whole range of different colors <laughs> so oh, yes, part, yes. Of the, part, part of the skill yeah. is to represent that uh in your 3d renderings and your uh mm. on-screen visualizations mm. so that the client has a really clear and defined expectation of color and finish but ultimately it will be a case of sampling it for the right exactly yeah and that that leads me to my last question actually as an industrial designer you 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 really have the design intent very clear in your mind and you 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 need to kind of follow up a little bit right when there's some sampling done and and and, and things like that it's usually good if people refer it back to you and say, "Hey, Andy, yeah. you know this this looks good, right?" Yeah. Just to get your your confirmation. Yeah, I mean, this is a good point. Um, there may be um, once the once the design is handed over, of course, the design continues to move forward towards mm-hmm. a production design, and you may find that um, some of the assumptions that you that you made um, in terms of build or um, so, uh, sourced components. They, they may well change and the client's requirements may well uh, change as, as you go along that um, development path. So it is always worth keeping the industrial designer engaged and tracking the project so that if any changes do need to be made for, um, for whatever reason, they're still aligned and they're still looking good mm. and um keep the essence of the concept that was approved you know going yes. and, and uh, deliverable yes yes and that that is that is true during product development yes sampling prototyping and also in the first production run maybe worth a different manufacturing process might be used for mass production and things might necessarily look a little bit different and yeah. then somebody has to say, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. That's slightly different, but that's great. Maybe it's even better, right? Yeah. Yes. And there's got to be someone who, who can can confirm that. And uh, yes. yeah, t- t- typically for um, consumer electronics, they, they call that phase the um, uh, design validation uh, testing, right, DVT, where yeah. um, they, they make sure that 
to get the, the the look of the product really to to fulfill the design intent let's say this way and to be to be close to what what was intended with with the prototypes well that that was great yeah thanks a lot andy every time you you, you come on the show i learn new things so th- this has been pretty um <laughs> pleasure. Pleasure, <laughs> pretty, pleasure talking always pretty interesting and i i i think a lot of our listeners uh, especially if they, they're thinking of uh developing new products or maybe they are developing new products it might have given that given them some um some you know at least a better idea about how how that process usually unfolds so that that's really uh really valuable all right thanks so much andy and thanks to to the listeners and you will hear from us next week as usual Thanks again for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Sophies Group. We're on a mission to provide you with everything you need to manufacture effectively in Asia, including inspections, auditing, new product development support, contract manufacturing, 3PL warehousing and fulfillment, and much, much more across Asia's key manufacturing areas. Visit us at sofeast.com. That's S-O-F-E-A-S-T dot com to learn more and get help. If you've enjoyed the podcast today, please do rate, review and share because it will really help others discover us too.